One of the most worshipped spirit mountains, Animachi is a ridge of majestic peaks in the northeastern corner of the Tibetan Plateau. Here, the Yellow River's many headwaters converge from the west like a fan, giving this section another name among the locals, the Peacock River. The landscape is pristine, still roamed by wildlife as well as nomads and their herds. The Asian society was here in a fact-finding trip, learning about the effect of climate change in this part of the world. It isn't easy traveling, but what we learned was far more disturbing. Deserts are growing, ranches degrading, and nomads in some areas have to chase good grass on a monthly basis. This is China's Mother River. Here it runs clear and clean. The river and its tributaries collect meltwater from the valleys of Holy Animachi. According to Tibetans, living under the guard of these mountains is like living in heaven. Here there are glacial mountains, there's water, there's grass, we've got everything. It's a rich and fertile land. There aren't many places this pretty elsewhere. I have lived here for more than 30 years, was born here and grew up here. The thousand tents used to reach all the way here. Since 1985, they've been melting really fast. It used to be ice tower after ice tower, so many back then. Now many have melted away. If you talk to people, they wouldn't believe there were once a thousand of these. We were here to look for a bigger glacier, but we were hit by a snowstorm. The vague tongue of the Holland Glacier soon disappeared, and we had to abort the mission. We were fortunate, however, to have the Animachi family to help us piece the puzzle together. <laughs> It was glacier here all around. My grandfather told me that these two used to be one, but as far back as I can remember, they had already parted ways, split in two. In the 1980s, Animachin was one of the ten big mountains in the country open for tourism, and the only one in Qinghai. A lot of Japanese and Americans came here to look at the glaciers. Kola has just retired as head of the Gola Prefecture Tourism Bureau. Eighty-some years ago, he remembers, Austrian-American explorer Joseph Rock came and mistook Animaching for the highest mountain on Earth. This mountain is a family of 360 peaks. According to legend, 
the father mountain, mother mountain, the queen, the steward, generals and lieutenant generals, each with a horse to ride and a weapon in hand. It all has a story. Animachin is different from the others. It has the highest position, like a bodhisattva. Everybody worships it devoutly. Gola himself has circumambulated the Animachin three times, taking seven to fifteen days for each trip. He is concerned about the melting. There's less and less snow on Animachin. If there's no snow, there'll be no Animachin as we know it. Back at the foot of the mountain, Sarandoja's mother refuses to believe that the snow cap will ever be gone. But her son is more realistic. If the glacial mountains all melt away, that means the end of the world. The glaciers are retreating rapidly, and the water level in rivers is dropping too. During the summer, the river here used to be so wide that we couldn't cross. Now it's easy. Some streams are thinning, some have dried up. With this going on, people and animals will both have a hard time finding drinking water. Maybe in my lifetime we won't see all the consequences, but for the next generation, that's what I'm most worried about. The pastures close to Animagin have been less affected thus far. The holy mountain indeed blesses its citizens. But the question is, for how long? In the 50 years I can remember, the grasslands have degraded tremendously. There's also been a drastic shift in temperature over the decades. We used to have sheep fur overcoats with fur this long, and we still felt cold in the winter. Now, almost no one wears those coats anymore. On winter mornings before, the dogs would be covered in a thick layer of ice. Now, nothing. If it was as cold as those days, the dogs wouldn't be able to handle it. Neither will we. We started to notice glaciers melting as early as the 1960s. Since the 1990s, they have started to retreat really fast. A couple of years ago, there was a huge ice avalanche near Shadow. This had never happened before. Provincial officials came, TV reporters also came to film, and the investigation concluded that it was a result of the climate warming. I didn't see the first one. Last year, 2007, I saw it myself through a telescope. At first, yaks and other animals heard it and ran away. Afterwards, the snow erupted really quickly, hit the other side of the mountains, and then flew down into the valley. We abandoned the tents and ran up the hill, because we were really afraid of the avalanche. Everybody ran. Fortunately, no people or livestock were hurt. About 10 families call this valley home. The outside world may interpret the avalanches as natural events in a warming climate, but the nomads see them as acts of angered deities. The lamas say it's not good for local people. The mountain's deity is angry with us. It's very dangerous. It will probably kill all the people passing through this place. 
We thought they weren't that big, but looking through telescopes, we realized that rocks the size of a big house were falling constantly. In spring of 2004, Animagin first showed signs of distress. Shedding boulders mixed with giant ice sheet downhill. Pastures were buried, a lake formed, and then burst a year later as the moraine melted away. Now, rocks and ice never stop falling. Shen Li is sure there are going to be more rock slides. They fail his dreams as well, as Animagin makes his anger felt across his territory. Damtu is 34 years old, and his herd has shrunk from 230 yaks and 900 sheep 15 years ago to only 25 yaks now. He has spent his entire life on the banks of the Yellow River, with less precipitation and the drying up of springs, creeks and lakes, he can now easily ride horses across rivers that were impassable 10 or 20 years ago. Down at the Twin Lakes, a hydropower station is reporting record lows. In 2004, lack of water flow suspended operations for a whole year. The falling water level in the lakes means shrunken pastures and degraded grassland for us. Generally speaking, the pastures have been getting worse year after year, although the last couple of years the pastures that haven't totally degraded are growing better again. There's been a lot of gold mining around here. There's also a lot of fishing and hunting by the Han people coming in. We stopped a lot of these activities, so water in these lakes is rising again. In Mado, the people were once proud to have the fattest sheep in the region. That glory is now history. Five of the ten households in the village have no sheep at all. Most of the rest have fewer than 200 left. So Daja has just this one. It's called Satang, meaning his life is spared. Six years ago, we sold out all our sheep because of the very high mortality rates with the climatic changes. Now they're fewer in smaller pastures. We have to move at least 12 times a year. <音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音
The Yellow River's devastating floods earned the moniker China's Sorrow. From feast to famine, the river now often doesn't reach the sea. Given the current trend and accelerated warming on the Tibetan Plateau, the Yellow Sorrow may very soon spread to the other major rivers of Asia. And what happens here in the remoteness of the plateau will have significant implications for hundreds of millions of people downstream.